A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. A few years ago in December, I was driving home in a terrible snowstorm. It was the kind of snowstorm that meteorologists warn you about days in advance. The big one is coming. They start making predictions about how many inches of snow is going to fall, how fast the wind's going to blow, how quick it's going to come, where it's going to be affected. They start saying things like, whatever you have to do, it isn't going to be worth doing out in this weather. Adjust your schedules, change your flights, cancel your trips. But the day before the storms were to hit, my husband and I hopped in our Honda Pilot and drove west two hours to get to a wedding. We didn't have an option. You see, he was performing the ceremony, so that whole adjust your schedules felt like a moot point to us. Certainly the bride and groom thought so. After the wedding, he left and drove back with someone else because he had to get back to church the next day. And the snow was just barely beginning to fall. My college-aged daughter and I stayed an extra night to hang out with our really good friends who lived in the area who had also attended the wedding. I had been friends with the mom for years, and our daughters met when they were two, so they were super good friends too. We didn't see them nearly as often as we once did because we had moved away a few years back. We were super psyched to spend time with them and to attend church the next day at the church we used to go to. We had a great time hanging out, talking, eating, laughing. We were congratulating ourselves that we had made such a good choice to stay an extra day. The snow had started falling, but it was pretty, and we liked driving in snow so it didn't bother us, and... Instead of driving my Ford Focus, we had taken my husband's Pilot, which handles so much better, so we thought this was going to be great. Snow is cozy, we said, as we put on another pot of coffee, and snow is cozy, we said, when we threw another log on the fire, and snow is cozy, we said, when we grabbed an extra blanket and went to bed that night. We woke up the next day, opened the wood slap blinds, and saw a huge plow stuck right in front of our friend's house. The wheels were dug in. The snow was halfway up them, and the lights were flashing. Our pilot had been moved from the road to the driveway by my friend's husband, and church was canceled. Whoops. We went back and forth and back and forth as we discussed when it would be the best time to leave. Should we go now and just start getting some miles behind us before it gets dark? Oh, should we wait until the roads were plowed? Should we maybe just wait at least until this plow in front of us gets unstuck? We couldn't decide. And eventually we decided, let's just go after the football game's over. So that's what we did. We stayed, we watched the football game, packed up in our pilot, and started to head out. Driving through town wasn't too bad. There weren't hardly any cars out. And those that were had drivers who were driving so slowly and giving each other waves and smiles. It was actually kind of fun and friendly. Then we got out of town, and we headed north. And now the sun was setting, and the two-lane highway was totally sketchy. For those of you who don't drive in snow... You might not be able to relate to this, but for those of you who do, you know what I'm talking about. It was the kind of storm that leaves deep ruts in the road and turns cars into trains. You don't dare leave the tracks. You keep asking yourself, is this a turning lane or a drifted shoulder? You forgive other drivers for going slowly, and you're thankful for taillights in front of you that light your way. Our journey started out bad and then got worse. Then it went to even worse than that. 
We got about an hour in and had traveled less than 25 miles. I was noticing that the drivers around me were also getting really bad. Then they got way worse. And then they got worse than that. The drivers behind me started approaching really quickly. What are they doing? What if I have to put on my brakes? They're going to rear end me. What on earth? Ugh, what jerky drivers. The drivers coming toward me were crowding the center line, nearly forcing me out of my ruts. And then I know for sure I would be off the road. What the heck? You almost pushed me into the ditch. What's your deal? Slow down. Open your eyes. I gave them all kinds of instructions. And they took none of them. Why is everybody driving so crazy suddenly? Ugh, you know, Greta, if people would not just drive so stupid, there'd be fewer cars in the ditch. We continued to inch along as the weather allowed. I started thinking, maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea to stay overnight somewhere. And I asked my daughter, what do you think? Should we stay overnight and then just get up and go the next morning? We started talking about it. I mean, we could, but I hated to spend money on a hotel if I didn't really need to. Besides... Once we're halfway, we're going to be on the freeway, and I'm sure that's way more clear than, what the heck? That guy totally almost ran into me. Uh, it's going to be way more clear than it is here. Oh, my gosh, Mom, my daughter said, are your lights on? Duh. Yeah. It is really hard to see, though, isn't it? They should have way more streetlights around here. It's probably good when it's not snowy, but now it is so bad. And I know it's bad to use my brights in the snow, but maybe I should just try it thought, I'll just try it and see if it, it makes a little bit of a difference. So I flipped on my brights. Super bad idea. They didn't even stay on anyway. They just flashed. And in that incredibly short period of time, I saw millions of flakes flying toward me in absolutely no road at all. Well, I told you it was a bad idea. And then I thought, man, this is so weird. Why did they just flash? Why didn't they stay on? What if I actually needed my brights? Ah, my husband's car is weird. My car lights do not do that. And then the car that I'd been following that was right in front of me turned off the road. Oh, I was irritated. It was so much easier when I could follow him. And he was gone. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I barely saw that curve. And then just as I rounded the corner, I saw headlights coming right at me. And the other driver wasn't a jerk. He was skillful. And he swerved to avoid me. Whoa, where did that car even come from? My heart was pounding. And my daughter said, mom, are you sure your lights are on? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh my gosh, no. Oh, whoa. And I flipped him on and thought, it is so much easier to see. Suddenly, I was flooded with a heavy dose of reality. There weren't as many crazy drivers around me as I once thought. People weren't rudely coming up to me without regard for my safety. People weren't trying to ignore my presence and crowd the center line. People weren't crazy. Nope, I was. I was the crazy driver. I was the stupid one on the road. I was the idiot driving in a blizzard without my lights on. Does this remind you of anything? It reminds me. Allow me to paraphrase. Don't try to get the snowflake out of your fellow driver's eye when you're downwind, in a blizzard, with your lights off, in the dark. Can we turn to that passage for a minute? Matthew 7, 1-5, Jesus says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own? You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see more clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. What doesn't this mean? I always actually loved it when my teachers would ask that question. I thought, oh, nice, it can't be a wrong answer here. 
What doesn't this algebraic equation mean? Ooh, me, right now me, seven. It does not mean seven. Or what doesn't reverse osmosis mean? Ooh, me again, regular osmosis, right? Sometimes what something doesn't mean is pretty obvious, and I think that's the case here. What doesn't this passage mean? It doesn't mean we can stand before a judge in traffic court and insist our speeding ticket be torn up because the Bible says don't judge. It doesn't mean that I can live in flagrant and blatant sin, stiff-arming God, and look at anybody who tries to tell me so that they have no right because the Bible says don't judge. It doesn't mean that there is no right or wrong or no place for justice and judgment. But what does it say? What does it mean? Jesus wants us to look at ourselves and deal with our stuff. Dude, you've got a log in your eye and you're running around looking for specks in everyone else. Seriously? You realize we all see your log, right? It's obvious. You're criticizing your neighbors and your pastor and your friends and your relatives and everyone you meet. You tell anyone who sits next to you long enough, which could be like 10 seconds, just how much you hate what's going on at work or in your home or in your church or whatever. And all the while, people are swerving to avoid you lest your blindness kills us all. Come on. What do we do here? I'm so afraid right now. We might all be thinking about people we know who are sporting logs. Don't do it. Instead, use your measure carefully. Look at ourselves. This standard I've set for others, is it the same standard I'm using for myself? Or am I raising the bar for everyone else while I just duck right underneath it? Am I expecting perfection in my relationships around me while I'm giving myself a break? Jesus says, don't do that. Worry first about your plank. Don't even jump to, okay, I'll take out my plank and then I'm going to get busy on that spec business. Can I just say we likely, if we are using Christ as our standard, we likely could keep ourselves pretty busy with our planks and use our time well to pray for others as they go about the business dealing with theirs. Might we ever be used to remove a speck from someone? Can I say this with great respect? We might be. But if you're worried about not being able to, or if you find yourself looking forward to doing eye care on others, you might want to hold back. Generally, the person God uses to work in the life of another is not the person who's looking forward to it. Hey, let me do it. I'll confront. Let's let God judge others, and let's even let him judge ourselves. Paul understood that. He said, I can't even judge myself. That's a fact, isn't it? Sin prompts us to put the best filters on ourselves and use fluorescent lights with bad angles as we take a look at those around us. Let's not do that. We'll never be able to help a friend or a brother out if they need it, if we have logs. What does this passage mean? It means we can pray for our brothers and sisters to find their own specks. We can pray that the Lord directs them. The only way we can do that is through the light and lens of God's word. Psalm 119.105 says, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. We can bring our lives before the word of God and see if there is any wicked way in us and ask God to lead us far from that and instead lead us along paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Do we call ourselves Christian? We need to love like Christ loves. We need to love like Christ calls us to love, laying our lives down for our brothers and sisters, following the path that includes log removal. I'm so thankful that my blizzard experience ended up in a good story. It could have been tragic. I'm super thankful that that other driver that was heading toward me had his lights on, their wits about them, so that in my blindness, 
they could stay on course and in doing so, inspire me to turn my own lights on.